Blog Talk Radio. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Jets Podcast Preview Show, Week 17, the final game of the regular season as the New York Jets travel up to Foxborough, Massachusetts, and they'll take on the New England Patriots. Along with Rick Lockland, I'm Daniel Feuerstein. Rick, before we even discuss uh, this game, breaking news today, the New York Jets have officially given a four-year, $36 million contract extension to wide receiver Quincy Inunua, and that means he will be remaining with the gangrene for another multiple years. Um, you know, obviously he's had injury issues, but if you really think about it, I think this was a smart signing. Um, he, we know he wanted to stay. The Jets look like they wanted to keep him. The money is right, and he remains in green and white. We talked about this before the start of the show, and I think we're in agreement. This is a team-friendly, it's a player-friendly contract, $36 million over four years. Quintunwa is financially taken care of. Quintunwa, of course, with the injuries, the neck, the back issues, the ankle air content, but it also protects the Jets from injury concerns. Yep, that's very true, Rick. And uh, once again, uh, Quincy Inunua, number 81 in your program, will be remaining with the Jets for another four years. And like we've already said, you know, look, um, last year was completely wiped out due to the bulging disc in his neck that he had to get surgery for, which was a real shame because obviously we know what Quincy Inunua is capable of doing. Um, Of course, if anyone... uh, if anyone can go out there and uh, do the things that uh, he can do, you know, that's him. That's the man. He's got unbelievable size, speed, talent. It's a situation where you have to say that for the Jets, it's a situation that they really need him to go out there and to do the job himself. We'll have Rick Lachlan back in a moment to talk about the uh, Quincy Inunua again, but um, all you can say is is that for Inunua and the Jets, the Jets wanted him back. He wanted to come back. It's a friendly contract uh, for Inunua and for the Jets, and it's positive, I think, because now Sam Darnold will continue to have his weapons. We'll see what they do during the free agency period. We have Rick Laughlin back right now, and Rick, as we're saying already, you know, uh, hopefully for Darnold, you know, his... Uh, you know, he has a familiar weapon with him uh, in a wide receiver position, along, of course, with Robbie Anderson on the other side of the field. And look, again, I feel like this is the perfect scenario for the Jets, the perfect situation for Anunwa. And this is a Jets team. They're going to have a plethora of cap space during the offseason if they decide to go make a big trade for, let's say, an Antonio Brown or sign a big-time free agent wide receiver, you have Anunwa and Robbie Anderson in that mix. That, to me, is arguably the most powerful wide receiver corps in the entire NFL. So this protects the Jets as far as injury is concerned with Anunwa. And I think that ultimately this is a Jet team that's building for the future. But you're locking up a guy that wants to stay here, deserves to stay here. He just has to stay 
healthy and on the field. Yep, that's very true. And, of course, there's another uh, player, of course, a bit of an issue from last week, of course, that's Tremaine Johnson. Uh, He has been suspended for this game, detrimental to the team, obviously leaving the Jets' locker room and not talking to reporters about that flag he got for holding or pass interference, however you want to call it, against the Packers. It's a situation, once again, where Tremaine Johnson, um, you know, look, we know that penalty flags, you know, how cruel they were against Green Bay. Still, though, you got to stay and talk to the media. It's in the contract. You must talk to the media to tell them what you felt, how you felt that whole situation ended up against you. And unfortunately, he just walked out. And and the sad thing, once again, Rick, is that while we all thought Tremaine Johnson got back into the good graces of, you know, Jets fans and Jets media to say, okay, you know, he's making up for the deal he earned uh, at the start of the offseason before this this season began. But now he's showing once again that maybe this was a bad idea to bring him over. And look, again, the Jets, you can second-guess all the decisions in the world. This is, uh, you know, our colleague Michael Cohen. I know he's not a big fan of the Quincy Anunwa signing. But look, the, the Jets, this roster is going to look entirely different. The coaching staff is going to look entirely different. Heck, the uniforms, the Jets are going to unveil these brand-new uniforms. I don't know if uh, fans out oh, there God. follow the Jets on Facebook, but I know I'm as scared as you are, Danny. I, don't, I think it's the situation where if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But, you know, they're going to be unveiling new uniforms. They had a teaser with Jamal Adams opening a chest with a, a green-hued light uh, blazing out of it. So who knows whether the Jets are going to go back to the 90s classic green uniform, whether they're going to unveil something entirely new with a black and green color scheme. We'll have to wait and see. But this team is going to have a totally different look and feel, both physically and roster-wise. And I just want to uh, take a look at the injury report heading into this game on Sunday because Quincy Anunwa did not practice this week, didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday with the ankle injury. Same goes for Jermaine Curse with an Achilles. Kevin Pierre-Lewis was held out for all three days with the shoulder. Maurice Claiborne, which is uh, going to be a, a big loss for the Jets if he's unable to go, shoulder and an ankle injury, holding him out of practice all this week. And the other player that's listed on the uh, injury report is Jordan Jenkins. So, again, I talked a little bit about before the start of the show, this is an interesting game. And, uh, you know, I joke that whether the Jets win this game, whether they lose it, whether they tie it, Todd Bowles is a goner. So th- this is not going to determine the fate, uh, future fate of Todd Bowles. But what it will determine for the New England Patriots is a potential playoff bye week because, as we know, in the Belichick-Brady era, they have never made the Super Bowl without a first-round bye, never as a wild card. Right now, of course, by virtue of Houston losing to the Eagles last week and the New England Patriots win over Buffalo, they leapfrogged Houston to the number two spot. But if the Patriots lose and the Texans win, then the Texans would leapfrog them at the end of the year and take over the two seed. And you also have the Baltimore Ravens in the mix as well. If both Houston and the Patriots lose, Baltimore Ravens, could end up being as the number two seed, or or Baltimore loses, they could be out of the equation entirely. So I know there's a lot of complicated scenarios that could play out as far as those two through five seeds are concerned. But for me, you know, if you're a Jet fan, I understand the Jets want a higher pick. Right now they're slotted uh, in the top three pick in the draft, which everyone is thrilled about. 
But look, you know, this is an opportunity for Sam Darnold as taste of this Jets Patriots rivalry. You have a chance to deal a devastating blow to a Patriots team that needs that home field advantage in the worst way. They need to host that divisional round at Foxborough and and have a chance at uh, home field throughout if the Kansas City Chiefs get picked off in that second round. And if the Jets are able to see their rookie quarterback play well, I don't think there's going to be an upset, but you never know. If they do win this game, I don't think Jet fans out, out there should be upset that would have hurt their draft stock. Because remember down the stretch last year, when the Jets did win a couple games that hurt their draft stock, they, they traded up and ultimately got the guy they wanted in Sam Darnold anyway. So I don't think win or lose this game, it's going to impact the future of the franchise that greatly. You know, that's correct, Rick. And, you know, once again, we're going to have to see what the future of the Jets is going to be. We already know that the quarterback position has already been stamped with Sam Darnold in it. And it's just going to be interesting to see who is going to be available. Now, we've heard the rumors already. It might be Jim Harbaugh coming out of the University of Michigan. Um, you know, those rumors have been quelched, quelched by uh, Chris Johnson, owner of the Jets right now. Uh, but it's still red hot. It's still smoking. And now, with the situation now that John Harbaugh has not signed the extension that the Baltimore Ravens have given him, I think he might have one more year left on that deal. So we don't know what's going to happen. We know that Mike McCarthy, um, you know, he's already out of a job. Um, and, of course, some people – now, I'm not saying experts are saying this is going to happen, but there are people that believe or would like to hope, and that's Pittsburgh Steelers fans – or some of them, they want Mike Tomlin gone. And if Mike Tomlin somehow gets fired, I'm not saying it's going to happen. And I'm not saying I'm hearing rumors about it. But you never know in the NFL when you get to uh, you know, Black Monday, if Mike Tomlin finds a way to lose his job at the end of this regular season, you know, if I'm the Jets, you've got a plethora of opportunities. And you know what? What, what head coach would not want to take a shot at – taking over the reins as well as the continued development of Sam Darnold. And Daniel, if I know anything about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think Mike Tomlin is one of the more underappreciated head coaches in the NFL. I mean, in his, since 2007 to the present day, so that's spanning 11 seasons, he has 116 wins, 60 losses, two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl championship, and a, eight and seven postseason record. So this is a Steeler team that in since 1969, there have only been three. I repeat, head coach Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin. So I, far be it from me, I, stranger things have happened. I understand it's the modern day NFL and really organizations, front offices aren't going to stand by their coach uh, year in and year out despite this being a somewhat of a down year for the Steelers, although they still have an opportunity with, of course, a win as well as a uh, Cleveland Brown team trying to pull the upset over the Ravens, then then the Steelers could win the division and get in as a wild card team. But nonetheless, I mean, this if they were to fire Mike Tomlin, he wouldn't be on the free agent co- coaching market for long. I mean, I could see the Jets sweeping him up. I could see the Arizona Cardinals. There's a bevy of teams that would be knocking down uh, Mike Tomlin's door in, in order to sign him up to be their head coach. So just like with Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, they're reluctant to change. They want that continuity. They want stability in the front office and the coaching staff. I feel like John Harbaugh of Michigan, the fact that Urban Meyer, he obviously had the scandal with his assistant coach, 
He has health issues that is going to pull him away from coaching. He, he claims for, for good. We've seen this story before with the University of Florida where he ultimately did come back after a few years off. And basically having Urban Meyer retire or step away from the game, at least temporarily, is the best thing that happened for Jim Harbaugh. So I don't see him leaving his post at the University of Michigan because right now, I mean, he was really on the edge of overtaking Ohio State. Of course, they got blown out. Uh, in, in the game at the end of the season. But this is Jim Harbaugh's opportunity to shine at his alma mater, to lead Michigan back to the promised land, to try to get into an NCAA playoff game and potentially capture a national championship. I really see him staying put. And ultimately, again, another guy in Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma, you know, there's been speculation about his future. He claims that he's going to be staying in the college ranks we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. We don't know who's putting out these reports, whether they're sourced or not. All I'm telling you is, as far as Mike Tomlin is concerned and Jim Harbaugh, I, I would find it a reach and a long shot for either one of those guys to leave their current position and join the Jets for next year. Exactly. And we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. So, Rick, let's move on to this game now. Obviously, as we've already said, the New England Patriots have put themselves in a situation or maybe uh, unknowingly have been put themselves into a situation where if they win on Sunday, they will get a bye into or pass the first round of the playoffs. So for the New York Jets, uh, this is an opportunity now to find a way to spoil that if they want to. But let me say this. This is also the first real opportunity for Sam Darnold to take on the Patriots and to face, uh, some will say, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and Tom Brady, they want to call him the, the GOAT, which for me, the GOAT is something different, not the greatest of all time. You can use it in any acronym you want. For me, the GOAT means you stunk. And once again, we, we, have, our, we, we, we have our differences about Tom Brady, but one thing is for certain, Tom Brady has been caught by father time. He has not looked good. He has not looked like the Tom Brady him as we all know him to be. And in my mind, do we believe that uh, the Patriots are ripe for the pickings for Sam Darnold to get his first ever win against them, regardless of where the Jets season is and where the Patriots season is? And look, I think that Sam Darnold, I think the Jets as a whole, they you can't take any silver lining out of a loss. There are no moral victories in the NFL. But the way they played the past two weeks going toe-to-toe with Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans and giving Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay team, even though there's a lot of dysfunction there, even though they had a head coaching change, to give them all they could handle and more, and arguably if not some bad officiating calls, could have upset them. I mean, that's really all you can ask for out of this Jets team that has a bevy of injuries, is under underwhelming as far as a talent perspective is concerned. The head coach is a major question mark. So in spite of all those impediments, the Jets have really given a lot of these top teams all they can handle and playoff teams. The Texans, uh, you know, even going back to several of the games, the Miami games were winnable. I mean, they, they squandered away that, of course, the Cleveland Browns game. So, I mean, a lot of better coaching decisions down the stretch a couple less mistakes, and the Jets easily could be staring at two or three more wins in the in the standings column. So, for me, this is a game that I expect Sam Darnold to go out on a high note. He played. I'm not even. Yeah. 
And once oh, again, uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, sorry. So I was just so impressed with him, how he didn't commit uh-huh. any mistakes, how he played exceptionally well. And against the guy that is a childhood idol, I mean, these are the guys that Sam Darnold admitted he grew up watching, grew up watching Tom Brady and grew up watching Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And here he is going toe-to-toe with these guys as an opportunity to ruin the Patriots' uh, bid for a, now a ninth Super Bowl in the Belichick-Brady era. I mean, this has to be – if you're Sam Darnold, the opportunity of a lifetime. And I really expect him to play exceptionally well. Unfortunately, because of the coaching staff problems, the defense's inconsistency, I just don't have enough confidence in, the, in those side of the ball to at least give the Jets uh, a realistic chance of pulling the upset. Yep, absolutely. And that, we'll see what happens. Uh, just to come back now, uh, new reports coming out now about Tremaine Johnson. He It will be available uh, this coming Sunday. So apparently, whatever suspension that Tremaine Johnson was going to be given, uh, there was an in-house discussion between him and the coaching staff, and it looks like he's found his way to get back uh, into the good graces of uh, Todd Bowles and the coaching staff, and he will be in the game this Sunday against the Patriots and other wonderful things, of course. We'll see what happens going forward. But, you know, once again... Rick, it's a shame we didn't see Sam Darnold when the Patriots were at MetLife Stadium. But once again, it's a situation uh, that you just have to say that this is the game that you're hoping to see Sam Darnold battling with Tom Brady. And then we wait for next year. We wait for next year, and then we hope and see what he can do in two games instead of one. I mean, we were all excited when you know Sam Darnold finally faced Josh Allen over in Western New York. So you know now we're going to see what Sam Darnold can do against one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and Tom Brady. And this is a Patriots team that obviously the news broke last week with Josh Gordon. They knew there was a risk going in by signing him. He, you know, has an addiction problem he has to deal with. It's a private matter. But the Patriots knew what they were getting into. You know, there was a report that they even had a special security plan in place to prevent him from having a relapse, to prevent him from having an issue. But, of course, during the bye week, temptation got the best of him. And he ultimately, before the NFL announced that he had tested positive for an illegal substance, he basically said he wanted to step away from the game and try to evaluate his life. So this is a Patriots squad. Josh Gordon, I mean, in the time that he played, was an impact player for the Patriots, and now they're down to Julian Edelman. You have Chris Hogan. You also have Rob Gronkowski, who to me, this he has all the makings of a tight end that looks like he's breaking down. There, there was a report in the offseason that Patriots tried to trade Gronkowski to the Detroit Lions and to their former defense coordinator, Matt Patricia, because Belichick is notorious for seeing when the end for a player is coming. And he ultimately uh, tried to say that, you know, this was the opportunity to trade him, the opportunity to move on from Rob Gronkowski. And I think that, again, he maybe has a year or two left. But don't be surprised after this year. I don't know whether the Belichick-Brady situation is going to stay together, but don't be surprised if the Patriots make a move and move away from Gronkowski, try to – get some more draft picks, maybe try to get something on the defensive side of the ball because those weapons that were around Tom Brady for the past decade plus, 
a lot of them are, are starting to wither away, and that includes Rob Gronkowski. Absolutely. And, you know, you never thought you'd see that. You never thought you'd say that, that how badly, you know, Edelman's breaking down. Uh, Gronkowski is now breaking down. Uh, you know, maybe did they hold on to these guys a little longer than normal, which is unusual for Bill Belichick. But, you know, look, we all we can already see that this Patriots team is not right now the most dominant team we can remember them from the last 10, 12 years or so uh, since Bill Belichick took over the New England Patriots. And once again, it's a situation for the Jets now to not just take over uh, in the division, but maybe, just maybe, Rick, in the future, taking over the AFC. I uh, don't know if this is, you know, they have enough right now to win a Super Bowl, even if they go into the free agency period, as well as the draft. But we have to wait and see when that moment happens, that this New York Jets team can finally uh, go forward and finally become that, big-time team that we all know that they can become. Yeah, and look, to me, this represents the changing of the guard. I mean, Tom Brady can't play forever, and Bill Belichick can't coach forever. I mean, one of the two, something has to come down to, and we've seen signs that Tom Brady is slowing down. Belichick, of course, you know, approaching his mid-60s, 70 years old. Who knows how much longer he wants to go through the grind in New England. He's already had some infighting with the owner and Bob Kraft. There have been issues with Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero. So, look, this has been a heck of a run by the Patriots. Definitely not without a share of controversy and, and frankly, uh, violating of rules and ethics. But nonetheless, I mean, Jet fans have been subjected to this team dominating for the last decade plus. And I think that the Jets' opportunity to take this division, to try to run with it, is right in front of them. And what better way to do it than Week 17 – Sam Darnold's first start against the Patriots to knock them off, to have an opportunity to deal a devastating blow to a playoff hopeful and Super Bowl hopeful Patriots team. I mean, you can't write a better script, but time will tell. But the Jets have to fill out this roster around Sam Darnold if they want to really get to the level where the Patriots have been for the last decade plus. Yep, you better be, you better believe it, Rick, because once again, this is the opportunity for the Jets, as we've already said, they are still in a rebuilding mode, but now, next year, next year, I think now you really have to look at the Jets as at least contending for a playoff spot. Now you have to say that the New York Jets for next year are contending for a playoff spot. They have to now. And now that you have the quarterback in place, you have some solid uh, weapons around him. You, he probably needs a lot more than normal. Um, there's still some issues with the defensive line that needs to be fixed. But once again, if the Jets can hit that home run or a couple of home runs in the offseason and get this team ready to go to start the 2019 regular season, then you know maybe the Jets are finally there. Maybe the Jets are finally able to get into position and do the job that they need to do. And that means to take over the mantle from the New England Patriots. Because let's be honest with ourselves, Rick, we don't know what the Bills are anymore. They're a big question mark. There are already talks about Ryan Tannenhill being released at the end of the season. 
So it, the guess is either they're getting a free agent quarterback, the Dolphins, or they're going to draft one, and they're going to say goodbye to Ryan Tannehill, which means they are in limbo. And is Adam Gase really a head coach? I mean, some people are saying yes, and some people are saying no. So, I mean, we have to wait and see what's going to happen here. But there's a lot of doubt right now over Miami once again, over Buffalo once again, and maybe for the first time in a very, very long time, over the heads of the Patriots. And look, Rome wasn't built in a day, so the Jets have a lot of building in front of them. Roster-wise, they have to find the right coach, the right guy that can ultimately tutor Sam Darnold, and they have to they have a lot of work ahead of them. So before I'm going to say that this is the Jets' division for the taking, which I think all of it is in front of them. The Jets make the proper decisions from a personnel standpoint, from a coaching standpoint. You know, this should be their opportunity to shine and finally, finally, for the first time in a long time, get out of the shadow of the New England Patriots. Then, you know, this is this is the time for it to happen. I think Sam Darnold is definitely the franchise quarterback. If he hasn't proven that so far this season, I don't know what people are watching. And he is going to be the guy for the next 10-plus years. I'm not going to say he's the next coming of Tom Brady, but he's going to be the Jets' equivalent of Tom Brady. They're going to throw him out there time and time again. But, again, as we've seen in the NFL, it's the ultimate team sport. You can have a great individual performer. I mean, look, at, look no further than Aaron Rodgers, who threw one or two interceptions this entire year, and his team is struggling below 500, missing the playoffs. So unless he has a defense to support him, a running game to support him, and an offensive line to protect him, you know, Sam Darnold's only going to go as far as the rest of the team brings him. And the Jets, from my perspective, have a lot of team building ahead of them to get this thing in the right direction. Absolutely, Rick. Um, and as we're about to close it up here, uh, with about the remaining time we have left, I, I just want to uh, talk about the Jets' opponents for next year. Obviously, once again, rotations uh, coming around and uh, for the Jets, as always, they will face the AFC East twice against Buffalo, twice against Miami, twice against New England. But they're going to take on the AFC North, which would mean they're going to be home against Cleveland and Pittsburgh on the road at Baltimore and Cincinnati. They will also be taking on uh, from the AFC West at home, the Oakland Raiders. They'll be heading back down to Jacksonville, Florida, to take on the Jaguars on the road. And then it's the NFC East will be their next opponents, road trips to Philadelphia and Washington, and home games against Dallas and the New York Giants. Here is some significant games for next year. And I, pardon me, and I truly believe it is significant because you are going to have Sam Darnold versus Baker Mayfield for real now. Not what happened this past season on Thursday Night Football in Week 3 because it was Tyrod Taylor that started that game in the first half until he got concussed by the Jets' defense and they kicked him out and they brought in Baker Mayfield. We will see Darnold versus Mayfield. When that game will be, we don't know. Obviously, two more times against the Patriots, so it'll be Darnold versus Brady. But the one that really intrigues me it's definitely going to be Jets versus Giants, and the Jets will be the home team because, as we all remember, Rick, all the Giant fans wanted the Giants to draft a quarterback, and instead they got Saquon Barkley. And while Saquon Barkley has done an amazing job in his rookie year for the Giants, the truth of the matter is this. There's a certain bunch of fans that wears uh, blue jerseys at MetLife Stadium that are very jealous of the Jets having the quarterback of the future 
because they already want Eli Manning gone. Yeah, and look, the Giants had an opportunity, if they took Sam Darnold, to have a quarterback for the next 10 or 15 years that I'm not going to say he's as good as Eli Manning. I think his ceiling is higher than Eli Manning, and I think he could potentially evolve into a top quarterback in this league. And by the Giants sticking to their guns, still believing in Eli Manning, refusing to create any sort of quarterback controversy, they claim they got the best player in the draft. And you know what? Maybe Saquon Barkley, he might be a generational type of running back, but from what we've seen from running backs, they're not game changers. They're a dime a dozen. You can draft one in the second round, the fourth round. Quarterback is, and we've known all too well as Jet fans over the past 10, 15, 20, even 30 years, it is hard to find a franchise quarterback that you can stick with for a decade plus. And the Jets finally found that guy. So it's shame on the Giants. They they wanted a year or two of Eli Manning. They could have clearly done that and transitioned to Sam Darnold and had a, a potentially perfect passing of the baton from a two-time Super Bowl winner to a top quarterback. But I, I really felt when it happened, and I really feel to this day, that the Giants are going to rue the day they passed up on Sam Darnold. Because right now, their quarterback situation, the big name that's rumored to be their starter, is either Nick Foles after this year or Teddy Bridgewater. So the Jets have been over the past 20-plus years, that team has been trying to plug in and trying to find quarterbacks year in and year out. And until the Giants find their long-term solution at quarterback, it looks like they've turned into the modern-day Jets trying a, a carousel of quarterbacks to try to fill in and be the heir apparent to Eli Manning. Absolutely. And let me just go back real quick before we sign off. I pray to God that the Jets' new uniforms are not black and green because that would be a, a catastrophe. I don't care if they go back to the old 70s, 80s jerseys. That's fine. But let's not go and just wreck it up and ruin what has been a staple uh, in New York for a very, very long time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this will do it for the Jets podcast preview show on 247sports.com. The New York Jets on the road to finish up the 2018 regular season as they'll take on the New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts on WCBS Channel 2 at 1 o'clock this coming Sunday. For Rick Lachlan, I'm Daniel Foyerstein. It's been the Jets podcast preview show on 247sports.com through blogtalkradio.com. We will talk to you on Monday to review this game. So long, farewell, and bye-bye for now.